As a business owner, your nightmares might sound like this. But advertising on Cats Digital can turn your nightmares into this. Hi, how can I help you? I'll be right with you. You see, Cats Digital is the only true audio anywhere advertising. You'll be talking directly to your customers on any device, any place, and any time while they're listening to music, talk shows, and podcasts. Now that's a great dream. Wake up your business at katzdigital.com. You are now listening to The Reality Is. The Reality Is. Mm. Where we can fade out. You got time to think about it because we're going to take that quick break before uh, what's the name come in. That's the real voice. Yeah, that nigga guy came with that real oh, red boy. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 he radio for real. So, shit. Whenever y'all ready, you ready, Frank? I'm ready, sir. Yeah, whenever y'all ready, we can go on and go. Let's in. go on in then. I'm ready, sir. I'm ready, sir. I'm professional up this bitch. The respect, I appreciate yeah, it, man. No, no problem. Problem. People don't respect their friends. They don't, bro. Respect your friends, and they should. Man. No doubt. You are now listening to that's just fun. It is, man. Him and 50 Cent used to make me ready to fight niggas back in the day. <laughs> this, is a, this is a smooth one, but the lyrics, yeah. straight gangster. You know, but the music is dope. I'm eating yeah. So, who is this I see? Yeah, this is old school. I was listening to some DMX the other day when I was in the gym, and I was like, it gets you fucking hype. It gets you ready to do what you're going to do, man. That smooth stuff, though, sounds like old like Method Man or something. Exactly. And you know what? That That's one of the most underrated motherfucking rappers, man. Method Man. Oh, see, I had, I had two Method Man songs that we're going to go out to. Okay. Yeah, I used to like that. Album. I like that Rottweiler when him and um, yeah. Red Man used Red to go man, at yeah, it. Like, crazy. that shit was funky, bro. It was real energetic. I used to be more of an East Coast person, like, when I was listening to music as opposed to like whatever was going on here i think i really started listening to like southern music probably like my 10th grade year okay. that's when i really started kind of listening to pimp c like mike jones a yeah, lot of that houston mike shit jones, yeah yeah so this is uh episode 311 you're now listening to the reality is where filtering becomes extinct i'm your host anthony roberts along my be- alongside my beautiful co-host one of my beautiful co-hosts Artesia. i think this nigga is beautiful too thank you very much <laughs> franchise i'm in the building baby i'm about to say i want my flowers now i'm beautiful too damn it you know what i always talk about it uh about i was talking about it on um, instagram a while back where i was like guys take pictures and it could be a good picture, but they don't get that kind of clout that women get. No, when a woman takes a fucking picture, they'll have like a thousand likes, or even if you even <laughs> they could have three hundred and ninety five followers, three hundred niggas are like they shit. Every single one of them. You, but a dude, you take a good picture. You know, I was got my hair cut the other day. I was feeling real light skin. <laughs> we do. You know what I'm saying? I posted the picture, and I was like, "Yo, you you end up getting like forty people like your shit." I'm like, "I got a thousand people following me. Like, what the fuck? Like, I can't get a hundred? If you got forty, you doing good. But you know what's so crazy, bro? It's because people look at your and you can go and see the insights on your page but it's like niggas will look at it and probably think it's only your real close friends is gonna be like yo I like this shit yeah. this is cool but like girls gonna like this shit mm-hmm. and then you're gonna got some girls that'll just look at it and be like yeah. he look good but yeah, I'm not giving good. this keep scrolling to the light. Keep exactly scrolling. that they can't commit to the like. That's <laughs> put that. That may be the name of the podcast already. That is a good one because that's how mm-hmm. I felt when we was talking on the live with Casey, where uh-huh. I was like, I can't follow these big booty bitches, and I don't like them. <laughs> I be I be checking them out. You don't out. like them like you don't. I don't press double the tap like. that shit. Yeah, I don't yeah. need my algorithm no fucked up, no more fucked up than it already is. Right. So let me ask you a question. This is a crazy question. Do you hit the heart or do you double tap? And there's a is there a difference for you? 
if it's ass, I gotta double tap that thing. <laughs> if it's just something I like, like I don't think I've ever double tapped a nigga's picture. I just like hit the heart. It. I hit the heart. But like a girl, I could be like, yo, because I may have to double and blow that bitch up. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, you got to right. do that damn near anyway. So, yeah. I, I wonder what the psychology is around that for people. What about you? I hit the heart. You hit the heart every time? Yeah. You never double tap? Mm-mm. Okay. She's methodical. Yeah. I'm okay, not that, okay, that, I'm not that methodical. Yeah. That makes sense. Like, that's why niggas can't, fin- you can't put your finger on me. You don't know if I'm going <laughs> to double tap that motherfucker, hit the heart, or just be creeping. <laughs> or just put a comment and not do either and one. And not do either right. one. Sometimes I do that. I want to give a shout out to the homie uh, Richard, man, Mr. I got the yak, but never has anything. With these hands. With these hands. Yes. Shout out to the homie uh, Richard Hollis, man. Richard. Happy, happy birthday. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're 39. You're almost 40. Almost oh, 40. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Wrong. Happy birthday. I'm putting it out there, man. He look good for he his does. age, man. He does. You what do you mean for his age? He's 39. I'm just saying. He still look good. It's the thing. Niggas be it falling out. Like, yo, I've seen some of my yeah. classmates. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, you know what I'm right, saying? You're right. You're right. <laughs> I, we've done the 20. Like, I think they put out something for Texas High. They're doing the 20-year class reunion. Mm-hmm. And I know the last time I went, Artesia went, went with me. And mm-hmm. I even was telling her then. I was like, people look different. Yeah. And you yeah. think about all the motherfuckers who was talking about motherfuckers in high school. Those them be the, mother- the worst ones. They be the most busted. And they mother- so miserable. They, they the messy ones on those social media. Those were their media. best years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those were their best years, unfortunately. High school. Yeah, man. That's why you still see some niggas living out their dreams from football and pageants kids. and all this Rapping. shit through their kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't and it's like it it's like that. Wow. That's kind of tough though. <laughs> As past, man. We finally had uh, Casey on Instagram live with us. We haven't mm-hmm. been able to have her in the studio. Shout out Casey, um, the pleasure pusher. But me and you were able to get our own IG live, fam. Three way. The energy was good. It was good, yeah. I think that's probably one of the better Instagram lives we've mm-hmm. done. You know what I'm well, saying? Because it's the first it time we had three part. people. Right. Yeah, it was a two part. We normally don't even go that long. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, y'all did it first, yeah. which mm-hmm. was great. And then when I came into yeah. the building, you know, we, we was able to bring all three. I told Artiz, I think I might have to start letting you, like, control oh, yeah. everything. Because, like, He's I don't like, know nothing about pen. With the pen. He wasn't reading no comments. I wasn't reading nothing. I just saw, but you know what? This is what I did. I would look down and I saw that everybody kept laughing about shit. Oh, yeah. So I was like, if niggas laughing, we doing our job. Oh, no. The engagement is very important. It was mm-hmm. very important. And then I fucked up because I was like, I, I think when we ended it, we had about 1,500 people that chimed in. And I was like, I didn't get to save it. It was just like a quick. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But you did save it. Didn't you repost it? He yeah. saved the video, but he didn't capture the screenshot. Like, oh, yeah, the analytics oh, of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, because this one went up, shout out to Casey, man, and her her crew, they came through kind of oh, like the beehive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They came through. We was able to, you know, steal and get a couple of the women to come over and follow. Bruh. You know what I'm saying? Like 25 motherfuckers. I was like, God damn. Follow, 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 follow. follow. Yeah, follow. Yeah. I had all kind of requests. That's what I'm saying. So that's okay. what I'm saying. But that's good promotion. Yeah, it is great promotion. And I think and it was know, good energy. It, you know, it doesn't matter if you get people to come over to your platform. If they don't fuck with you, they're not they gonna follow you no way. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so like, oh it's yeah, like, that was fun. But then you know, because I think we went up a hundred that day. So I was like, Damn. yeah, I was like, bet. I all appreciate that. Up. Yeah, we'll yeah. take it, man. That was good. So uh, can't wait till we can get four though. Oh, you had people from the audience wanting to be the fourth person. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's mm-hmm. a good idea. In the comments. Yeah. There we go. So, Frank, I know you wanted to bring to the table one of the topics we did top, talk about on Instagram Live. I can't read it the way Artesia worded it, but it's basically um, giving guys tips on the best way to address ladies and their sexual performance issues. Yeah. And men, too. Right. Both. It's a difficult, it's a difficult conversation to walk into. Exactly. Have you ever had to do that shit? Um, or are you, you know, di- or di- are you the nigga that lets it build up and then? You, you know, know what I I think I think I think what I do is I try to give them time to get because you know how it is yeah. like my whole thing was 
you know, we got to have sex at least three times before somebody get comfortable. Yeah. Like those first two times is still uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. So you get to the, if we could get to the third and fourth, now we can start working. Now I can see what you really working with because you're going to get comfortable. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. then you might start to show a little bit more of your, you know, abilities when you get more comfortable. But you got to pay attention. Of course. You got to pay attention. Yeah. Like, if in the first three times, if they're not saying something, you know if a motherfucker ain't liking something. No doubt. You put it somewhere, you well, move you her a certain way. She it's not. Like that. No, no, no. But it's not as easy to tell with a woman because no. some of that pain they like. Not in the beginning. You don't know that in the beginning, though. They I ain't mean, talking about what kind of pain they like. No, I'm just talking about, like, if, if it looks like they wincing a little bit, like, that's a good thing yeah. sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes. I, yeah, sometimes. Is. But wow. you do have to pay attention. I agree with you 100. percent Yeah, because it ain't the same all the way around. The the, yeah. I think, but but I think for men though, I think we didn't focus on the topic of it with men mm-hmm. telling a motherfucker like, no, you're not giving me this. Because most of the time you hear women say, oh, I faked orgasm. Yeah, mm-hmm. man, and that's, that's fucking what I'm it. Saying. That's, that's fucking fuck, up your sex that's life. That's bad. That's you, not good. To let a nigga, if he ain't lasting long, you need to tell him so he could pop a pill. He could. Put some uh, numbing cream or something but on this motherfucker. But how do you tell me in that? But see, that's that's why that's you why, that's No, no, but I... Yeah. You're asking. Yeah. I'm yeah. asking I because that's difficult yeah. on both sides. So but what you, I, I'll say this. No, go ahead. One thing that you, that, that's maybe a little bit of a tip is, um, you know, you have to kind of lead with a joke. You know what I'm saying? Like, lead with a joke. Like, begin the conversation. I don't know a, what you're talking in about. In a joking kind of way. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, like, if, say... You know, I don't know. Say the guy's not performing. That is a lot of reasons why a man might not be performing up to your standards. But, you know, you might start the conversation say, I, I, with a joke. I forgot to take that pill today. Yeah, nah, oh yeah, yeah nah, you can't say that. <laughs> your shit kind of small today. Yeah, you know it was a little soft. That's why I say, how you going to joke with it? Well, it, I, it depends on the situation. That's what I'm saying. Or, I need an example. That's what I'm saying. You done brought it to the fucking right that's my now. problem. Like, I'm super awkward. So, for me, there, it, you're going to just get it. It's just going to yeah, come out. You can't do And that. it's not going to be in a... It's not going to be in a tactful way. Right. Like, if you tell me to crack a joke, that's how my joke would come out. Come out. Oh, it'll come out like that. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. why. I, and Maybe that's, that's why. Not a good but, not being, but you know what? <laughs> Look how hard it is for everybody to say what they would do or yeah, how they would, would do. do. And that's yeah. why niggas don't say nothing. And then that's why niggas or women end up cheating. Okay. Because so just... you find that shit with somebody else. If you're not able to address the shit that's in front of you, which I don't understand. If you got this person and you're with this person mm. and y'all having sex, how come you can't say this shit? It's, but you will adapt easy. and create a whole nother vibe with a stranger. Yeah, that's true. But but what happens is I think that in a situation where a person, again, it all depends on, you know, is this the first time? Is this the second time we've been together two years? Like, you know, there's a lot yeah. of dynamics. But I believe that um, you have to obviously be in a safe environment. Like, You can't be having a conversation with a motherfucker after the first time. You know, but Shit. but if they establish a pattern of not satisfying you, now you really have to have a conversation. Like you just have to. And and what I would say is, you know, it's a, it's the old, um, you know, kind of like the they call it the Oreo cookie approach, where you kind of start like you, you take the top off and you start with the cream and then you go. So you start with what's like a, good. Yeah, you start with you making what you, that sandwich, a compliment yeah, sandwich. You you start with what's good about it, like what you enjoy about yeah. it. But you you start having a conversation. Let's have a conversation about what we enjoy about our sex, and then with that, then you slide in some. This is how maybe we can try something different. I always say send a video, bro. Well, you can do that too. Send a video. There you go. Because I mean, and send then a video. Get like a, oppor- a porn, you mean? Yes. Right, and then you. get an opportunity to watch it with the person. Right. Like, because if you watch it, I need you talking about what you don't like. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't watch some shit and I'm like, you watch a motherfucker doing some shit to a motherfucker ass and you be like, 
All right, hey, 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 <laughs> wait a minute. And then you watching it, you're like, yo, this nigga kind of enjoying this shit. I'm wondering, like, what? Hey. Oh, so it's two different ways to go about it. I just think you got to address this shit because it's it's too many relationships. What is it? Finances and sex is mm-hmm. a lot of the reasons why people don't stay together, yeah. why people cheat, In that and why order. divorces happen. In that order. So. Yeah. You know, what? another suggestion that I have, and then we'll move on from this, is if you're in a relationship where communication is high, then you have to be creative, right? So one thing that I would say is have like a an exploration session. Because even in that, where you explore each other's bodies or whatever, then you can have a conversation about what you like, not like you don't do this well, but just talk more yeah. about what you actually like. But have you like some, But have you cared about a person so much that like the body literally is kind of like John, uh, what's that dude who sung that song, Your Body is a Wonderland? Uh, mayor drawing a blank oh john, john mayor. mayor yeah yeah okay. so like to where it's like you literally are willing to like sniff places smell places oh, yeah. rub like when the body become like when you become connected with a motherfucker that's when the shit is popping exactly and i think in that moment you gotta you, get there though but yes you gotta get there but yeah. i think it becomes easier when you start getting to that point because you start just telling the person what you like mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying right and then that it's like the coaching the, yeah and subconsciously mm-hmm. the coaching happens yeah you know what i'm saying but that's why I say a connection is something you got to have first. You end up bringing up social media overload. Was that you? Who was that? That this was me, actually. This is all Frank. Yeah, that, that was me, man. What do you mean by that? Well, because, okay, so you go, say, let's take social media, um, Instagram primarily. Yeah. You know, I'm an old head. Um, I noticed that there's certain videos that, like, when they come out, that's all you see. Like, no matter what, everybody's sharing it. And maybe it's just my followers, yeah. but it's not really. But everybody's sharing it. Everybody's re- reposting it, resharing it. And so, and two examples. And, and I just noticed this, and I was sitting there thinking, like, what the fuck? It was last week when Wendy Williams was talking to Dr. Dr. Oz. Oz, and, and she said that she don't trust the vaccine. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm, and I'm sitting there, because I kind of watched some of it. And he was like, she was like, I don't, I don't trust the vaccine. He kept pressing her. Yeah. Like, why? Like, he what wanted her to reason? change that reason. Exactly. Yeah. And, and he was like, well, you know, you're Wendy Williams and people listen to you. And if you say you're not going to take it, I'm like, who the fuck does he think he's talking to? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if <laughs> if I'm a person who doesn't no, sit, that shit bothers me. No, no, he was like he was trying to either persuade her yeah. or to get her to she be don't on want, his side. She, she don't, don't want trust it. it. Yeah. But my point is that he was like, you're Wendy Williams. You influence all these people. But I'm like, if if you are not or going to get the vaccine based on what a celebrity do, like, who the fuck are they advertising this shit to? That but, shit bothers me. But that's man. normally how it goes. I that's know, why they I talk know. about Even when you think about the NBA, that's exactly same thing they did they started showing nba players yeah, taking the, the old you know, heads yeah t- mm-hmm. <laughs> they needed that motherfucker you see lebron doing that shit they had like motherfucking kareem out bill jabbar bill cartwright it's yeah. like nigga we don't care if these motherfuckers no, take this shit or not they, and then they, and then this is the thing I, like i guess it bothers me because i know that they're advertising to us right so they got bill russell on there and you know he's known for blocking shots uh-huh. and stuff like that this is one <laughs> shot i'm not gonna block <laughs> who the fuck came up with that bullshit like stop it it's just like a terrible <laughs> Slogan too, bro. That's what shut up. Nah, that's dead ass, fool. But you know what? Talk about social media overload. Me and Artiza talk about this all the time, bro. Like, I ain't gonna lie. Sometimes I get sick of niggas, bro. What you mean? Oh, yeah. I'm so, like the black activism, mm. like everything, every is, fucking is a thing. Fight. Because everything is a fight. And it's gotcha. like, as a black person, it's like, God damn, like, we already know the fight. I'm sick of seeing the movies. Like this about us being hung, killed. Yeah, no doubt. Like I, we know the injustices. We do. Make a movie where these motherfuckers fix it. If you gonna make a movie, I still haven't watched that movie. But the one that came out not too long ago with Amari Hardwick oh, and Nat, skin. Nate, Nat. Um, oh yeah, American Skin. American, American Skin. skin. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I always want to say Nat Turner. Man, Nat Turner. What is his name? He was. Nat. Nate Parker. Nate Parker. Yeah. It's close, right? Nat Turner. Nat yeah. Turner. Nate Parker. The shit's Turner, close. Nat. Nate. But it's like I, if it's like that. 
I'm cool with it. With it. Yeah. I haven't seen the movie, but it's based from what I saw. It's like these niggas make these mother. They hold the police accountable. Mm-hmm. They run up in they shit. They hold them and motherfucking they have, hostage. They and they have too, a court. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you gonna show it, show that shit because right. that's the kind of shit niggas want to do. <laughs> when I think about shit, when I see shit like that, I'm like. That's the kind of shit I want to do. Let's take these motherfuckers' heads <laughs> right. off. Let's get some pushback. They not going to show that. But that's what them, them the movies that need to be seen. Mm-hmm. Like I said, yeah, I love Judas and the Black Messiah. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, I don't want to see that shit, man. And that's a, that's not a great, st- I mean, it's a true story, but yes. mm-hmm. it's a sad story. Yes. Yeah. You know? It's great in what his upbringing was and what he was about to be. But at 21 years old, they cut his legs from under, oh my literally, God. and ended his life. So for me, His I'm like, people too. it's empowering, but at the same time, it's like, well, not being funny. It's certain shit I've said on the podcast. And I'm like, okay, what if somebody hear this shit and they like, yo, we at this nigga. Like, mm-hmm. you're taking a risk mm-hmm. saying this shit against the system, the government, white men, so on and so forth. But like, this nigga knew he was going to fucking die and he still did what he did. Still did it. So the social media overload for me, like we talk about all the time, I'm, I just get sick of seeing the social injustice, the the fight. I know it's an ongoing fight daily, but the shit's exhausting, bro. No, no, it is, and that's a whole. Honestly, that's a whole nother podcast that we should talk about. Just being black in this country, in this world, because it's not just the United States; it's all over. But it's very exhausting. Like we have to analyze our feelings about everything that comes out, and that shit pisses me off. So that segues into the other video that pissed me off, where they kept showing that pastor, that white pastor who was. Uh, basically telling his white congregation that that black people are God's people and like a whole lot of black people were sharing it. I'm like, so what are you really saying? If are you waiting for that motherfucker to tell you that you God's people? No, I, I think it, but it. I think it's, it could for me just hearing that. I'm like, yeah. where is this clip? Where, at? You ain't I know, seen it? I haven't seen no. it either. Oh, but man, I think yeah. that now that's the video that's I would sharing. like to see. Nah, man. See, okay. Not I because, it, but, but so no. you tell your reason. The only reason I say it is because it's like, Finally, these mother, we already know what it is, bro. Right. It's just one of them things where, and this is the thing too. We want white people to acknowledge or understand who the fuck we are. And it's Mm -hmm. like, when we do hear them, it's like, well, who is he to say, like you kind of doing right now? It's kind of like, well, who is he to tell us that we guys people now y'all sharing this shit? But it's like, it's not so because he said it. I think it was just important. The fact that a white man said it to a white congregation, what we already know, what Mm -hmm. we've been knowing. And for those of us that may not be awake yet to know that we are God's people, maybe him saying it will jumpstart something. Yeah. It's confirmation and not being, Frank is not buying it. But no, it's it's okay. (laughs) This is a great conversation. And this is a conversation we need to have because too many times, like, don't we want change? Yes. Yes. We do. Sometimes change is not going to look the way we want it to look, but it's fucking change. What cuz what would be what would he what would be better if he would have up went up there and said, "I know they say that this is this." Cuz all we've been complaining about in these Bible movies and whatever is they casting these white motherfuckers and giving them an olive tan mm. and saying that they're <laughs> Egyptian. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even to the point where you Egyptian. have white nationalists like that ignorant motherfucker who was on TV a couple years back saying that uh white people, you know, Egypt is not in Africa. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This nigga is so fucked up mentally in his mind that he believes the proper propaganda that's been out here exactly. that can easily be fucking proven this is true so what do you want him to say frank uh, listen i'm not saying I'm, i don't want him to say anything i just don't want us to because to me the way it looks is that oh you know white people's ice is colder white people's money is green and i'm saying it's more of that yeah like because uh, if a black pastor said the same thing obviously right. you know like it's not a big deal yeah because that's what he believes but but my thing is when we see white people do shit it don't, it's no different than like the white chick with a, with a nice body it's extra because she's because she's got a, she's a white chick. It's no different than uh, Luka Doncic yeah. being a good basketball. It's if he was factor. black, 
it wouldn't be as big of a deal. He'd just be another great, great, good player. But it's, to me, it's the same. It's in the breadth of all of that. When I see a whole bunch of black people sharing this white pastor talking about how black people are God's people, I didn't need you to tell me that but shit. But do you believe we are? That's the other thing. I believe it. Yeah. But do you believe, you who's sharing this shit and saying, see, look what he's saying, do you even believe that so shit? So what would you think if we were in the church? And here, what if man. we were just visiting in that church and the guy said it and no pictures and no camera? I mean, it's social media area. It, I, don't, right. I don't know if he this is a video from see? his church or if somebody in his church congregation just videotaped and spread it on his own. Right, but if that. we didn't have any of that, this 1991, and we're just sitting there and we hear him say that, what would you think if you were there? I'd be okay with it. Yeah, I'd be okay with it. It's just because people have pushed it yeah. Like they've done that, that really bothers you. Yeah, okay, that's, that's what, what I want to get to. Yeah, that's okay. what bothers me. And because it's like, you selling me some shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, is this real yeah. or is this some shit for the shock value of the motherfucking congregation? And when the motherfucking TV cameras go off, you start talking that regular but shit. But it's not his fault, you know? though. No, 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 I'm not blaming Because him. you got to look I'm at good it like with this. him. I remember when we used to do our giving back, you know, to our, to, to like the barbershops <laughs> and the kids and shit like that. Um, we would do that shit, bro. And like, we would never record or videotape anything mm-hmm. because I didn't ever want it to be. And she can attest to this. I never wanted us to be seen as, oh, they just taking pictures and doing shit mm-hmm. right. just because and they want to show off. But at the same time, as a business, mm-hmm. you have to show the works that no, you're doing. You got mm-hmm. to. So if people want to donate and help that cause or if people do want to champion you because it is a lot of work and 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 um, time that it takes to put something like that together, you have to have that. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So I, it's kind of like videos and visuals are a gift and a curse. They are. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you this. If I saw white people sharing, I would have been okay with it. If you would have saw, okay. if I saw white people sharing it, I mean, of course, that would always be the best thing to happen. I'm but, just saying, you know, we have to take what we can get, and I, I and I don't, I haven't seen the video again. I would like to see it, okay. But just from what you explained, I don't really think it's that bad. I okay. got to play devil's advocate. You said if more white people were sharing, yeah. But how many white friends do you have to be in the circle to see all those white folks sharing it? You see what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Because like when I like it's just like I thought about it the other day. I was like, I want black people to do this and this and that. But I'm like, I have white friends, but I don't have as many as I have black people. Right. My network of white people is not the same. Mm-hmm. So it may be a white network of 30,000 people that's actually sharing that shit. But we don't know them. It's possible. So it's not going to be in our algorithm for us to be able to see. You hey, missed algorithm. I mean, it's the truth. Algorithm ass nigga. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's one thing I'm not. I did enjoy you and Gina, man. On um the live the other night. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. So if Gina's yeah, yeah. listening to this, man, like I didn't know Gina. Mm. So like I'm gonna be honest, like when I first used to just kind of come through, I was like, who is this person? <laughs> and her energy is like, she's it's there. New York yeah, it's New York. Yeah, so I had to day. adapt to just seeing that, and I was like, but who is she? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's like watching a full live the other night, seeing a man. Shout out to the G Lounge. But I was watching that and I was like, she is talking about some real shit. Even mm-hmm. how you guys were talking about doing things differently. Like yeah. if you write with your right hand, try to do something with your left hand, mm-hmm. open up and unlock little parts exactly. of your brain. Even if it's wearing different colors or challenging yourself, you ever put on a shirt or put some clothes on and you like, man, I don't know. This don't look too hot. <laughs> but it, but if you push yourself to wear it, right. somebody else may be complimenting you all mm-hmm. day. And it's like, man, this shirt, I thought this shirt yeah. made me look fat, I th- but people see you differently exactly. than you see yourself. Right, no doubt about it. And sometimes we already know you're your own fucking worst critic. Oh, All the yeah. time, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's important to be able to recognize that. So nigga, you wanted to talk about new movies and TV shows. You brought Queen Latifah and the Equalizer here. Oh, yeah, I yeah. want to talk about this. I'm excited Please. that you said what you said. I want to hear why. No, but no, no, no. I want to hear from you first. Okay, because I saw the preview mm-hmm. and I and I told him about it, and he was like, "I ain't watching this shit." <laughs> <laughs> why would I? Why watch they got Queen Latifah rolling around at sixty plus years old with a pistol? Right. 
Now, I know I can say a gun, but a pistol sounds funny. <laughs> Queen Latifah rolling around with a motherfucking pistol. So I was all excited to watch it. And then he was like, nah, I ain't watching that shit. And then the night that it came out, I had a few friends again on social media. Mm. They was like, dog in this show yeah. so when I saw you put that you were okay with it I was like I gotta hear this that's yeah. cause he an old east coast nigga so nah. that's why he liked that shit <laughs> no this is why I'm okay Man. with it you ready okay so first of all mm-hmm. I, I didn't realize that the equalizer was a show from like even cause the only equalizer I know was Denzel me too. and that's the only Denzel. one I acknowledge yeah the Denzel movies and them shits I love it because yes. yeah. we don't have enough super black dudes yeah. Yeah. we got a whole lot of super white boys yeah. out there we ain't got enough super black dudes yeah. so with Denzel with that equalizer shit I'm all in even even Idris Elba with some of the movies that he didn't done where yeah. he's Black Superman. <laughs> yeah. I'm good with that shit. Who did Black Superman? No, no, I'm just saying like in, in one of those movies with the oh, Rock, I think yeah, it's a Fast was, and Furious yeah, yeah, joint. Yeah, yeah, I know he was like some super robot. Oh man. yeah, that was shit. I love that shit. Yeah. Like I love to see that shit. But not so, for fam. No, but this is why I'm okay with it because as, like, as you stated earlier, they have, they'll do a movie with Egyptians and Africans and Mexicans and cast all white people to do that shit. Yeah. So when you got the equalizer and you want to get Queen Latifah, because at first I had the same exact reaction that y'all did. But I said, you know what? Fuck that. You watched it? No, I didn't. But, oh, sorry. <laughs> but but I seen enough previews. I mean, I, I seen the movie. Nah, she's she's out the there beating ass. Okay, nah. you gotta at least. But watch that's one the problem. Episode. How am I watching Queen Latifah tussle with somebody? Exactly. And and I'm talking about beating ass. She ain't just tussling and losing. She winning. About. And then it was like, I'm the people you call when you can't get when you can't get shit done. Right. What I'm like maybe fuck? maybe maybe 22 year old Queen Latifah. Yeah. But again, the fact that she got that role. What was right. her name on? I'm uh, okay with that shit. Cleo. Maybe Cleo. Yeah, Cleo would have been dope. Yeah. Right, right. But not now, fool. But no, but I'm saying the reason why I'm okay with it is because, God damn it, it's about time motherfuckers like Queen Latifah got a role that she damn sure don't need to be in, but she got it anyway. Yeah, because she do that check because it's prime time. Exactly. Do that shit. Go and get your check, Dan. That's it's why a lot of, It's a lot of failed shit that motherfuckers, a black actor's been like, but I got that check. Get that right. shit. And she got to put in work. I mean, it's a series. She's already put in work, too, yeah. though. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I guess. I mean, and it's I, something totally different. I guess she can have a vacation show. Yeah. 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 This is going to be one season, eight episodes. I promise <laughs> you. I put money on anybody. Eight, eight. eight motherfucking episodes. It's done. Son. Okay, let's look. Pin that shit yeah. down. I want to know. Yeah, yeah, put it down. Because yeah. I, I mean, if, if it ain't eight, it's just still going to be one fucking episode. One season? Bro. Yes. <laughs> Coming to America, fam. Have you watched it yet? No. I have not either. But. I'm, I thought you started it. I know. I'm okay. nervous to watch it because that's like my top two. It's Wizard of Oz and it's Coming to America. Fucking great movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think either of these motherfuckers need to be touched. I have not seen it, but I just saw Eddie Murphy holding something doing like this and he looked bloated than a motherfucker. And I said, I know we're older. I get that. Yes, we are. But come on, son. You can't be Prince Akeem and then... But he's 60. Right. He was like 22 back then. That's why you should have left that shit alone. If you weren't going to do it by 32, you should have left that fuck. I don't even like his son, dude, they cast it. Now, shout out to him. He's 32 with one of his first big roles. Mm -hmm. And they got Roddy Me or whatever his name that's in the movie, too. I just think it's too much. There's a lot of people in the movie, yeah. Yes, Wesley Snipes is in that boy. Michael Blackston. Oh, man, I yeah. can't. <laughs> What's my man? Uh, Michael Tracy Blackson Morgan. is in the movie. Yeah, well, he don't have a big role, but, you know, Tracy <laughs> Morgan is in it. A lot is, of the comedians. He, he in the barbershop? A lot of the comedians are in it. I don't know who where. They got to be in the barbershop, man. At some point. The it's barbershop just, was the best part of the first movie to me. It's just some classic shit that, that you shit. just should leave alone. Like, I like the part when the nigga fell down the stairs on the first episode. He's like, <laughs> don't be pulling that <laughs> right. falling down the stairs shit. And that nigga just farted. I'm like, I, how many movies were a nigga has pooted in the movie? It was a beautiful movie. It was a beautiful fucking movie. So I'm just, it's just, they just risking a lot. 
I've been getting mixed reviews. Mm-hmm. It was like the first two days or the first day, everybody was like, yo, boom, 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 yeah. boom. It was great shit. And then the real niggas came yeah. out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The second day is when the real niggas watch it. <laughs> yeah. People like her watching on the first day be like, I want to support the numbers. Right. Well, well, I, I, I haven't right. watched it. Real either. niggas be like, yo, I just got to yeah, see. I'm going to critique that. And then I'm going to make a move. Yeah. I know I'm a critique, which is why I am scared to watch it, bro. Yo, Coming to America, part one, you know, I had it on my little notes. The greatest, the greatest movie to me ever, but I hated the fucking concept, man. Which I hated the, the coming to America? Yeah. I, so why? Because you did say that, and I was kind of taken aback by okay, that. Okay, you got to understand this, right? I'm, I'm, I'm what you call a true African American. You are. All right. I was born in America. My parents were born in Africa. First generation. Right? First generation. Yes. So you know, I know what it looked like in the African world, and I know what it looked like in the Black American or African American yeah. world. And I tell you, you already know. There's, there's some conflict between you know what i'm saying like yeah. just long-standing and for whatever reason africans feel a way about uh, black americans black americans whatever it is why is that we'll, well get to that yeah that's a whole nother show but so so with that being said right with that being yeah. said this nigga right made a movie <laughs> where he was fucking a uh, fucking prince in yeah. africa and came over here and this hold up oh, but you, i got you but you, you gotta but hold on. you gotta understand the fucking dialogue right so this are. nigga Got his wife and all that. He's talking to his boys. And, 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 and Arsenio's talking about how bad his, his wife is. And he's yeah. like, I want a bitch to uh, stimulate my, my intellect as well as my loins. And then this nigga says, well, where do you find such a woman? In America. Nigga, you know how big Africa is? Yeah. The continent? I get what you're saying. You see what I'm saying? I see why And this nigga that. came all the way over here. Yeah. But you know what saved it? What? He at least got him a black chick. Yeah. Because most African niggas Go get, them. get a white chick. And they get a burly mm-hmm. white one. Let's just be honest. I'm just saying. They don't get red. They get a burly white mm-hmm. one. Yeah. But I that, guess them niggas fighting lions, tigers, and bears, and they come over oh and they be like, God. I need See, a hustler. See, that's some stereotypical shit right there. I need a hustler and a bustler. This nigga said lions, tigers, and bears. <laughs> that's terrible. At least I didn't say, oh my. I didn't put no, fear right. in y'all you heart. Did it. You did it. You okay, did it. then. But, but I'm saying, though, the fact <laughs> that mentality, though, yeah. of people coming over here and all yeah. that, they don't come over here seeking black American women. Yeah. They seeking white, white women. That's yeah. the Americans they looking for. But I knew a nigga like that, and I told oh, you yeah. about a nigga like that. He came from Trinidad. That's what I thought about. And he equated white whiteness to success exactly so he only fucking dated white women mm-hmm. that's it bro he wouldn't talk to a black woman he wouldn't check and like i honestly our relationship started to dwindle after i heard that mm. i'm okay you date white people that's fine yeah. but to like date like you dislike your own yeah, you and ain't that's why you would, black chicks then man. it's kind of like nah Stop i can't it. i can't do yeah. that i can't mm-hmm. go with that fam so that's so, the problem that i have with them i've always had that problem with that movie man do you like the movie because Ortiz, i don't know if somebody is muzzled you no, I really don't just, have much to say about that. You know my history with movies. Oh, yeah. She didn't I really don't, watch a lot of black I movies. I didn't watch a lot of black movies. I don't up. know what but you've seen Love Jones, though. I did see Love Jones. <laughs> I, you know. But a lot of these. basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but, but uh, she didn't watch a lot of them. A lot of the staple mm-hmm, movies mm-hmm. that most people reference in conversation, I didn't watch. So Coming to America? Just barely. The, the first one. Yeah, just barely. Really? Y'all that's a classic movie. You got to watch that shit. It is a classic movie, man. So why do African <laughs> niggas have that? Like, why do you feel like it's a stereotype between? Well, like, you know, is, you got to look at the dynamics of this shit, man. Like from an African standpoint, you know, like and, to, and part of it is the machine that has painted the black American as some fucking lazy ass nigga. That's yeah. bullshit. Yeah. But they they pumped that and shit. And y'all niggas come over here thinking that too. Exactly. I done had some disrespect. It was a That's nigga named Philip from, I don't know where he was at, but I was about to nod his motherfucking head. He said some wild when shit. When I first moved here from, and I was working at Walmart with him, like, I, he used to just literally look at me like he was disgusted with mm-hmm. my being. Mm-hmm. And, and then, y'all was and, both working at Walmart? Yes. He was the manager <laughs> yeah. of the garden, the London garden area, oh, and I was okay. out there. But well, like, I, and I, but I did used to be one of those ignorant young black men that used to crack jokes on some of y'all niggas because yeah. this nigga was Having so black and his, and and his eyes were super red and yeah. I'm like 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> this nigga like a vamp. Like what the <laughs> fuck? But Philip used to give me so much shit. And when I asked him, I said, why are you always looking at me like that? And he was like, oh, you little, you know, he was like, you sagging and whatever, whatever, whatever. And I'm just like, but bro, like I'm, I'm here every day. I do my job. Right. I was 22 years old. I'm like, what the fuck do you expect of me? Yeah. It's like they are like the black African men that I've come in contact with. They're very judgmental. Yeah, no question. And the testosterone, this testosterone up through the roof. No question. Like even her homeboy, I won't say his name, but when we all went out that time over to that, uh, what's that place? Oh, yeah. We went to, we went yeah. out to listen to some music. Did, mm-hmm. Didn't Frank come? Yeah, yeah he there? came that Yeah, night. so he was there, but I don't think he was paying attention, but he was there, and that motherfucker, like, he was hugging all on her, like, he gonna bother me, mm-hmm. and, like, he was just, like, sizing me up, and I was just like, what's up with your mans? Like, mm-hmm. you better yeah, get, get, get this motherfucker. Get your boy. Because <laughs> I boom bother his motherfucking ass. They don't be knowing. I try to tell him. Because I was just like, this nigga, check, he's looking at me, and I'm like, Bro, I give me. I, you people say I want the smoke. No, nigga, I want the friction. Let's get real <laughs> close with this shit. Cause this nigga was just checking me out, like stirring yeah. me up and down. And I'm like, why are y'all African niggas like that? Don't listen, man. Don't. First of all, you gotta understand who I am, right? I do so, know you're different, right? So, but the problem is, I kind of sit in a in a in a a box of my own because Africans don't consider me a real African. Cause you grew up here, exactly. And then so then black see, Americans it's like, too much. niggas yeah, be too- like, yo, nigga, you African. You, you see know why I'm I said I'm sick of this black it's shit? Oh, no like it's it's so many levels and dynamics, even amongst ourselves. No doubt. And then like for That's me, the problem. you have a lot of black people here, and I've talked about it before, where we're trying to connect to our roots back there. And I'm mm-hmm. like, but these motherfuckers don't even want us there. Mm-hmm. Right. But I also look at it and I'm like, they like we like they love the hip hop and shit that we have over here. Oh, the culture, like, yeah, and the we culture. like the culture that they have over right. there. You know what I'm saying? Like the way we make hip hop and this bass and these 808s and shit. That mm-hmm. shit comes from the drums it's, and shit yes, exactly. that's in our fucking blood. All the influence. way we like to wear uh, jewelry and all of mm-hmm. that shit. Like it come like Pimp C used to say, we were made from kings and queens. Exactly. So it's like, why don't we just be happy that y'all got that shit? Be happy over here. I even told her it's this guy on um, Instagram named Slimester. He's mm-hmm. a comedian and he mm-hmm. cracked a joke that I didn't like because he was talking about. How and he's over here mm-hmm. and he's Nigerian, but he was talking about how like he was cracking jokes on the black people. Talking about, oh, y'all family wasn't the ones that weren't quick enough, so they got y'all and brought y'all over here. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Can't be mad at me because I come from where I come from yeah, and we the ones nah. that were strong yeah. enough to stay. And it's like, nah. But you, but your motherfucking ass is here, right? Mm-hmm. And you're listening to hip hop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you eating fufu and all that shit, but yeah. you still eat uh, rice. You still eating motherfucking burgers and shit too, ain't fufu you? And soup. So it's kind of like it's just very contradictory, and it's like why do why are we always at each other's head? It don't even need to be like that, but but I think part of it is we believe the story that somebody else told us. It's not about my personal experience with black Americans, especially for Africans that come here. Yeah. Africans that come here, they told nigga like, yo, you don't fuck with them niggas. Yeah. They told that shit. That's so fucking crazy. I know. Since because like, they know why. If we unite, yeah. what the shit gonna be? And yeah. I'm not saying that that's not happening because it is happening. We got a lot of people going back to Ghana, getting their citizenship and all that. But it was a story that was told and it implanted. And when you burn a stain in your brain, boy. It's hard to get rid of that motherfucker, man. And I could, and like I said, I've met a lot of African dudes over here who come over here and it's like their um, hygiene is not up to par. Mm. I could crack jokes and talk shit, but yeah. I don't. I'd be like, hey, this is what you need to do. Yeah, you can't go different. up in the crowd mm-hmm. with garlic. <laughs> you got to go with some degree. Yeah, You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So it's, it's really just like different. just talking to niggas and treating them and talk. I just think, man, that's probably been one or two African guys I met um, here within the last two years that are really cool guys. You know what I'm saying? They still got their African roots, but I never see any like mud slinging of like black nah, African-American nah, men. Man. There's no need for me to sling the mud. Bullshit. And if you fuck with them and y'all actually get on the same level, they some good people, man. Of course, mm-hmm. man. But, like most humans. But man. like I said, bro, I'm sick of this motherfucking, I, 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 I'm tired of the black sh- this and black that. 
But before we get ready to go to the next episode of the next hour, um, we're bringing in Red Boy of Red Boy Radio. I don't know if y'all remember, he was on here where uh, episode 178, the name carries the weight. Mm. When we were talking, I think you were there too. I was we were talking about um, fucking with, uh, what's the big breast, great singing, Jill Scott. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah and that's yeah, where yeah, the, the, yeah. the title came from, the name carries the weight. Because yeah. it's like, yeah, she's a big girl, but her name, like, it's different. It's Jill Scott. It's Jill Scott. She ain't just an average big girl. And she done lost some weight too. I mean, she's still yeah. curvaceous. As long as she mm-hmm. still got curves, uh, yeah. then I'm good. They ain't going nowhere. 2021, um, I think this has been the best week of 2021 for me. Um, I always talk about being transparent. Like, it got off to a rough start. Uh, you know, getting ready to go back to school and mm-hmm. work and everything so else. I always like to talk about real shit on the podcast because on Instagram and on social media, a lot of people talk about the glamorous shit. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I've had my struggles this year financially. I've had my struggles here, you know, relationships-wise, friendships-wise. But I think this last week, bro, like I watched this video of Big Sean talking to some guy in Complex Magazine, I think it was. And mm-hmm. he was talking about just the power of positivity. Yeah. Something that Artiz has always told me about. I told you on the last year that I've gotten better at it anyway. Mm-hmm. But like he was saying something about just what used to sound corny to me when it comes to positivity has changed. Because I used yeah. to be like, I ain't going to wake up in the morning and be like, you know, money, money, all money's coming to me. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Blessings That's this and blessings yeah. that. Yeah. But exactly. Mm-hmm. But he was talking about how if you consistently be like, yo, man, why shit always happen to me, man? Every time I get some money, the money mm-hmm. out, every time. And he was like, you willing to speak the bad shit, yeah. but you're not willing to say the corny shit mm-hmm. and speak it into you. Right. Mm-hmm. But I woke up on Monday. You saw the, I, I was on, you know, we had a good weekend of the podcast. The shit mm-hmm. was amazing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then we came in on Monday and it was like I was doing video post all during the week. I really don't normally get on, you know, social media, mm-hmm. but it was like the energy. Then I told it you I had different. then I told you I had the bad haircut experience, ended yeah. up getting connected with a barber, got a hell of a motherfucking lineup. Cut, no paint. You know what I'm saying? And it was just like great was- shit. Money came in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> For real. It was like no, different shit, bro. I, I was like, yo. I'm just thinking about all these episodes. Like one episode we're going to have with all the guys and we're going to talk about what a haircut does for a nigga. Nigga, we can talk about it when, I mean, Red Boy ain't got no hair no more, but when he talk in here, I know he knows the important, <laughs> not being funny, it's the perfect time. This nigga you, has no hair. You know how I many niggas I've had come to me and be like, bro, I wish. <laughs> I wish I still could. Like you be cutting and growing yours. Yeah. And I'm like, it just grow that shit. Nah. You could do much more, bro. When I get older and that's just all gray. What the fuck you mean older, nigga? You there. <laughs> Yo, man. <laughs> I gotta you know take what? my I'm shots. About, I'm about to get up off this one. The chair, this <laughs> microphone. You luckily we got company up. <laughs> she ain't company. She family already. I've talked to her more than twice. Go, go gadget arms and get that get at that <laughs> neck, my man. It's just like when I was talking to you that time. I said, hey, Spider, can you bring me that pen? <laughs> oh, I was like, Frank, can you give yeah. me that pen? And he told me, I said, nah, motherfucker, <laughs> I ain't give you no fucking bro, I don't pen, nigga. You, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to that clip like 10 times, fam. I was like, yo, this nigga talking to me mad sideways. <laughs> but no, this uh, this week was good, man. You can't forget the dinner too. What dinner? that dinner set it off too? Oh, when we went out. Oh yeah, dinner. but that's After the, the great time. That's the part mm-hmm. about camaraderie, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can't build good camaraderie without actually being there. Hey, Shout yeah. out to Artesia. Thanks for my dinner. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the drinks. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the first time I went out in a long time, and I ain't lift a finger for nothing. Yeah, look at you. you it's your turn. That's you why I do. said. I know. I know. That's, what, that's really what kicked the week off. <laughs> yeah, but no, that's what I'm saying. It was like blessings. But that's the same, man. It was just like a good week, and then I did like she know I can be very negative. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's like to be able to finally start to try to change yes. my tune. Yes. And and like I always say I deserve more, but I've mm-hmm. never like said that shit. And I I want to talk to the hard. Yes. It. I want to yeah. talk to the hard niggas out there and the niggas who be like, oh, I ain't got. Do it, bro. Yeah, do it. Do it. 
hang whatever they say over your dough, do your incense, do your fucking- Right on your mirror. Right on sage. your mirror. Yeah, your sage, you know what I'm talking about, incense. I mean, you want, incense to, you want to smell it. All of it. But yeah, but it's like, just really try to dive into yourself, man. Mm-hmm. Really, like, I'm starting to understand and respect the the power and the levels of life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I don't use stones and shit like other people, but I've Not always yet. said I believe yeah. in a higher power. Yeah, no it's question. only a matter of time. I believe in a higher power, <laughs> yeah. but- I did want to, it's not on here, but I want to talk about how we don't talk about death. We talk about living in life, but like understanding that as you get older, life gets better, but you are still coming closer to your end. Getting close. And it's crazy because sometimes I know people can, can, can relate to this. Sometimes you feel like you'll never die. Mm. You ever wake up and be events, you Mm -hmm. feel fucking invincible. It's not until your body starts to start ailing you in certain ways where you're like, what if? Like yeah. I used to work in a hospital. I've seen dead bodies in the hospital. Being in the streets, I've walked down some alleys and right. seen dead bodies. Seen I've seen niggas get shanked. I've had guns pulled on me. But it's like you don't think when those things are not happening, you feel fucking invincible. But even when they do happen and you make it out of it, you like, yo, it this makes, is yeah, I'm good. It's like this is what's like, supposed yeah. to happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I wonder too. It's so funny we're talking about this. I went to the gym this morning. Shout out to Dream Performance. Did my thing. I felt like death. But I was <laughs> I was driving by a motherfucking um. Cemetery, I mean, not a cemetery, a, a funeral home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it made me think, like, I wonder for the people who work in that environment, work at a hospital, a mortician, yeah. a funeral home, who deal with people who are around death all the time, yeah. what does that do for a person or do? do to a person? I'm curious yeah. about that. Some people's mindset is built for that, all though. All the time. Yeah, Some, yeah, they are. Some people can, like, you heard, I've watched documentaries where niggas, like, I can hear the, the deaf talking mm-hmm. to me. Mm. Like, I hear certain shit. Some people no. are just built yeah. for that shit. I briefly dated a guy that was a funeral director. I forgot you did tell me. And it was just so creepy. Like, he, even when he would touch me, I just felt weird because yeah. I knew that he was in such contact with dead people. All the time. And he loved it. Really? Like, he felt like that was truly his life's purpose. Okay. So. Mm. You got to love that shit, though, bro. Like, it's interesting because, like you said, you're closer to death. You For them niggas to do that kind of shit, they're the closest thing to be able to tell you what death is like. That's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. And what that does to you while you're alive, like. I think about it a lot now, bro, and it makes me treat people different. Oh, yeah. It no makes doubt. me. Pop my motherfucking man. So really appreciate life. Yes. And want to be here as long as you mm-hmm. fucking can. And it makes you want to appreciate people for who the fuck they are. Exactly. Right. Like if you like it's just it's an appreciation thing. That's why when I talk to you, I'm like, yo, tell the kids I said, what up? When I mm-hmm. talk to her, same thing. I'm reaching out to my mom more. Mm-hmm. And I, I went by my mom's house this week. Um, shout out to my mom. I actually went grocery shopping at her house. Mm-hmm. Like I ain't done that in a minute. I was like, <laughs> what it is it with old people? They stay stock for the apocalypse. Like, I live day to day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I go in there and she got a, a plethora of fucking paper towels yeah, and tissue. Yeah, got to. Got to be ready. Breakfast bacon and all these. And she was trying to give me all this shit. I was like, yo, ma. Yeah, you're good. I, I'm good. I just, I just come by here to check you out. Like, I ain't homeless. So I, just, I you came, left with a bag, though. Yeah, right? I, left with, I left with three motherfucking bags. And I was like, I ain't even got her to go to the store. But shout out for moms. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, yeah. bro, it's just, it's an appreciation of life. It helped me appreciate my mom even more because mm-hmm. I'm like, she's getting older. Yeah. But she's still vibrant. But it's like you just... I think about the people who've lost and I'm like, what would my life be without my mom? Mm-hmm. Like, that's a part of life I may have to face. So that's why I say start thinking about death. What is life? I check on her every time. I'm like, let me know when you get home. That's why I tell you that when I'm in the parking lot, mm-hmm. because if something happened to you, bro, it's going to change the dynamic of this show. Yes. It's going to change the dynamic of my life. Everything, man. So I don't I, it's just niggas got to appreciate this shit, man, you a really lot more do. than we do. I think you're right. And, and I think that having a conversation about it, it's really about that. It's really just about appreciating life. I, I remember I read a quote, a quote from a Buddhist monk one time, and he said, the problem is we all think we got more time than, than we, we got. Do. 
You know what I mean? So when you have that attitude, that's when the invincibility comes in and all that. I'm good. I'm going to the gym. I'm healthy. I'm eating healthy. I'm looking good. Yeah. I'm feeling good. But that shit has nothing to do with if I get hit by a motherfucking Mack truck on a fucking highway. Like them motherfucking 100 car pile up a couple of but weeks ago. But that's why I drive the way I drive. Like I'm not the nigga that's whoop, whoop, whoop through yeah, traffic swerving. anymore either. Fall back. Yeah. When I see niggas acting degrees. like that, I'm falling the fuck back because I'm like, it's a wreck maybe coming up ahead and I need to make sure that I'm prepared. I'm mm-hmm. telling you. I move, five, when, any move I make now, I'm moving five steps ahead of the game. Oh, yeah. Like I'm thinking, in, like even when sometimes people be like, yo, you want to get out? What time is it? Nah. Nah, nah I ain't I'm leaving good. that late. And then there's certain areas <laughs> that I know I'm not going to fuck with because, yeah. or certain places I'm not going to go because I know my attitude. Mm-hmm. Like it's only, you ain't going to be able to bump into me or do too much before I may be the one. My attitude may get me snapped. Don't let me be on some old fashioned, bro. That was a real problem. I tell you this real quick story. Back in the day, <laughs> when I was time, in, we when, gonna take a break in a minute. When I was in college, like, and, and this is something that I noticed in myself. When I was in college, you know, so I smoked a little weed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, you know, I drank a little Hennessy. You know what I mean? But when I did that you shit, look like to, a Hennessy rabbit. Yeah, for real. When I did that shit together, <laughs> I, was a, I was a different dude, mm-hmm. bro. I, and I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm not a You're not a rambunctious person. Kind of, ready. But when I used to drink and yeah. smoke, oh, I was a different guy. And then yeah. you feel better when your niggas was with you? Oh, man. Well, you know, always. It's something about when you with two or three niggas that you know will get down just as much as you will. Oh, mm-hmm. man. you like, yo, anything can happen and I'm ready for I don't care if niggas is 6'6". Six, six, you like, we could take this nigga. Right. We and could take all these motherfucking niggas in here. Because your homeboys <laughs> just make you motherfucking Brody, bro. Or... The motherfuckers will leave you in a bad situation. Mm. I've had that happen to me. I just <laughs> yes, told her I, I had a dream. Because that shit happened to me, bro. Growing up in it's Texas County, cool, like man. I was with three niggas. We came outside a grocery store. I mean, uh, a 7-Eleven. It was like 17 niggas. Three, four cars pulled up. A couple of straps. I'm like, yo. As soon as the action started, boom, out of there. them niggas was gone. I had my back to a telephone pole fighting until I couldn't fight no more. And I take dash. off running. And then six niggas chasing me. And I'm running. And they in the car driving back this way. Tell my meet me here. And I'm like. Oh, okay. I had to literally duck through some apartments and hide out for them niggas to get past me to be able to get back to my car. Mm. I've never fucked with them niggas again. Oh, I'm sure you didn't. That you don't cool. want. I don't want none of that action. None of that. None. Man, we're going to get ready to take a break on the second part of The Reality Is Where Filter Becomes Extinct. We're going to have the homeboy, Red Boy of Red Boy Radio. Uh, this shit is going to be crazy. When you hear this nigga's voice, he may lull <laughs> you to sleep. Ooh, Women, your wait. panties may be motherfucking wet. Oh, my this nigga is just like his voice is perfect. Yes. Perfect. He's, he's found his calling. He has found his call. Mm-hmm. He married, though. We'll be back. episode of the reality is but regardless of all that i watched how y'all move i watched how y'all react when i spoke and vice versa and it's it's always been a place to see people that you know that's doing their thing yeah and there is no hate man mm. i mean everybody named mama want a podcast yeah. now right and i and i welcome it but not but a lot of people they just turn on the mic and they start talking yeah y'all niggas is working yeah When your entire life is online, you need more than just speed from your internet. Xfinity gives you reliable in-home Wi-Fi coverage, plus protection from Wi-Fi network threats. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. 
Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.